0: Welcome to Zeitgeist with Zach Geist. I'm your host, Zach Geist. This show is made possible by Student Loan Tutor, which you can find at studentloantutor.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment and give us a review. Thank you. All right, welcome to Zeitgeist with Zach Geist. Today I've got. My good friend Omar, uh, who is a local restaurateur in Salt Lake City and uh, known all over the world really for his amazing cuisine. Uh, Someone else that I know had been into his restaurant and commented. We might get to that. How are you, Omar?
1: I'm very good. Thank you very much. I'm very uh, glad to be here today with you, and uh, I'm honored to be on this podcast show. I can't wait to discuss about all kinds of things.
0: Uh, uh Omar's restaurant Rawtopia is kind of like my second home or my second kitchen I should say or second dining room I eat there you know maybe every other day sometimes every day and uh almost all of the people that work at Rawtopia, or maybe more than half of them, are people from the dance community here in Salt Lake City too, right?
1: That's true, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the uh, requirements on the resume is like, hey, wait a second, do you go to Ecstatic Dance? Because we need people Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what I wanted to talk about to Omar about is uh, kind of what I've noticed and why do I eat there all the time? It's not only because the food is amazingly good, Um, It's the health quality and all the intention that goes into the food from the beginning till the end. And I think a lot of people don't understand what is, you almost need something like this to explain what's happening with Omar's deep soul work. And his deep soul work is essentially feeding human beings and feeding their soul through food. And um, I wanted to go into what inspired you to first of all, start a restaurant called Rawtopia, um, I know we just talked about it a moment ago, but I don't think many people know what that story is and would like to know.
1: Well, uh, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll try to keep it really short. Um, I studied geophysics at the University of Utah, and uh, I was um, working in Maui on Ka'olave, it's an island reserve, uh, with the U.S. Navy and Army Corps of Engineers, and we were doing a lot of uh, uh, UXO, so it's... Uh, um, This island was bombed and we would go in there and find where the bombs were because geophysics is subsurface geology and Mm -hmm. we'd find where the bombs were and then they would dig them out. Um, It was a pretty dangerous job, but it was kind of my, uh, you know, being in Hawaii, being in Maui, I I feel like it was such an epic place for me. Uh, personally, because it had reminded me of Ghana. I, I grew up in Ghana and Nigeria, West Africa. I'm originally Lebanese, and I also lived in Lebanon for quite some time, and then came to the United States. Uh, so Hawaii was a very beautiful environment of food as well, because there's a lot of amazing local foods there, and um, eating eating food from tropical regions is so nourishing and delicious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many gardens there and things like that. Year round. Um, and and you throw your
0: compost out the window and then you come back and there's a papaya tree. <laughs> I mean, a pretty weeks.
1: much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such a lush environment. But um, so when I worked there, I, I kind of uh, dabbled with raw food and uh, it was a revolutionizing thing for me because um, eating only raw food uh, for for, you know, the amount of time I was eating it was very cleansing. Uh, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. Mm. Um, And uh, I noticed such a huge transformation in my being, like as far as the awakening is concerned. Um, But the project ended in Hawaii, and and, uh, my dad uh, so happened to have cancer at the same time. Mm. And at the same time, I was eating only a raw food diet. Um, and of course we'll go into details with the raw food diet and what that entails, but, yeah. uh, basically I, I went back to Utah, took care of my dad. That was in 2004. And, uh, I was so devastated to find, of course, being in the mainland, or that's what they call it when you're in, in the islands, uh, the mainland and, um, uh, being here was a very interesting experience after being in a, in, in, in an island surrounded by water and purity. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and then, uh, my mom was the head chef of Mazda. She was working at Mazda at the time, <clears throat> or she still works at Mazda. Yeah. I was like, wait a <laughs> second. I think she's still there. Um, but, um, so I was serving at Maza as well. And, and I just felt like, and, and then we were taking care of my dad, and he was really, really sick and uh, suffered a lot with his cancer. And uh, I was so devastated by that experience, and I felt like I just wanted to help him uh, heal because I really felt like, you know, with the right diet, you can really heal yourself from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my dad was not very open to to anything healthy or organic, he just didn't understand it. He's just old school, um, and so he passed away that December. And six months later, I started um, my restaurant. It was called Living Cuisine Raw Food Bar. That was that the was beginning. that in Sugar House, or was that was that that in, in Sugar House in the back of Herbs for Health. It was a tiny little store, mind you. I had absolutely no money, and uh, I everything was from the di or from home depot that i mm-hmm. built and made it work from for you know the the short while i was there and um and i remember i was teaching classes at the university of utah continuing education and i was teaching classes at whole foods back in the day it was wild oats mm. uh and uh, now and it's other, amazon <laughs> now <laughs> it's amazon and other places of course and yeah. so so i so a lot of people had known about me and my cuisine and my food uh through that and uh, that's the whole start of it and then we two years later they demolished the building we're in which to to give you a geographic sense uh right now in sugar house uh, on highland drive where i used to be was where buffalo wild wings is right now oh okay yeah, yeah i know exactly where that is <laughs> and almost the
0: same restaurant huh? yeah as, huh? as, as, as what you? Had. yeah <laughs> so so we
1: moved we moved two years after that which is 2007 we moved across the parking lot which was in Highland Plaza. And that was your previous and that's location. that's when we now. named it. Yeah, that's when we named it Omar's Rotopia. So a lot of people know it as Omar's.
0: Yeah, still. You know what I'm saying? And I think they still do even yeah. even still to this day. It's yeah, kind of Omar's restaurant, which yeah. is a, another unique aspect to how you manage a restaurant. I know a lot of people's dream in life is to be of service, and a lot of people's dream of service is to serve food and to prepare food. Yeah. And, you know, you get told in business, whatever you do, don't start a restaurant because it's very hard to be successful. Yeah, And and I think it, it, it makes it sometimes even more difficult to be successful when you truly have intention around your food, not because having intention around your food isn't awesome, but because it takes so much more effort, so much more work, so much more, it's so much more difficult to train people to under also share that same vision. And then I think we're going to get into it. And also the food preparation, the ingredients, the sourcing, all of those elements come into play. And we live in a different time now to where, how do you tell that story? How does somebody come in and appreciate what's happening at Rawtopia? And the fact that it's called Omar's because you're in the restaurant all the time. You know, like, like an old, like I could imagine, I haven't been to Lebanon, but I would imagine in Lebanon, if somebody has a family business and a family restaurant, you know, the They're owner might be walking around talking to you. You know them. You know yeah. the person who has created this recipes and has come of up course, with Of course.
1: Of course. Well, yeah, th- I'm I'm Lebanese obviously and grew up in West Africa. And you know, I did not start my restaurant thinking that I was going to be successful. Mm. I did not start my restaurant thinking I want to do a restaurant. Mm. I never actually saw it as a restaurant because Uh, In the end of the day, when I started, I was in the back of Herbs for Health. So it was already a store that Mm -hmm. sold, you know, vitamins and minerals and things like that. Uh, I, it was a raw food bar and I literally had just three things on the menu and I would look at people and I would say, this is what you need and I would make it for them. Mm. So when it started, it started like that. And my, my passion is to get them fed in a way that they, felt different after they ate. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You feel different when you eat something good, you feel different. You feel for the first time, like like when people talk about healthy, Mm -hmm. it has to feel healthy, not Mm. just be healthy for Mm -hmm. you. It has to feel healthy and give you energy. Food to me is not fuel. We're Mm. not cars running on fuel. Food to me is energy. And energy is extremely important to understand. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, tell us more.
1: Well, um, raw food is to me, and 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 to clear the air here, I, I I'm not suggesting that everyone only eat raw food at all,
0: or that even your restaurant only has raw food. Yes, because that's not yes. the case. A lot yes. of people think that you only have raw food, which is exactly case. it used to be. <laughs> yeah, it used to be <laughs> for 12 point. years. Yeah,
1: um, but but the thing is, is that when you source food from local environments or sustainable environments which is key to me i mean the the health of the planet is everything to me i mm. mean I, I worship this planet uh i am a product of this planet and whatever i do on this planet i want to make sure that i'm nurturing this planet i'm doing something good for this planet you know what i'm saying and uh and you so, don't just
0: mean that figuratively you feel yourself oh. it oftentimes as connected to a living planet
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm from this living planet and uh, I absolutely love the food that comes out of it. It's so magical. All food that we consume comes from flowers. I think that's fantastic. Uh, All food needs, uh, all flowers need bees and butterflies, Mm. which I'm absolutely in love with
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could picture you on halloween dressed as a bee or a butterfly oh i would love that (laughs) but you
1: know the the, that's why these these amazing creatures to me are like um i can't live without them Mm. i wouldn't exist uh, and I appreciate them so much. But coming back down to food again and how we get this amazing food sourced amazingly, like sourced yeah. from sustainable farms, which is either organic, local, uh, sustainable uh, perm- from a permaculture perspective, mm-hmm. something that that doesn't hurt the planet. Because We also
0: use your compost for our permaculture Oh, garden. I bet. Yeah. I bet. It's now, the best compost.
1: I know. Now I just have to be, be clear that, that, that why organic? It's not just some gimmick, you yeah. know, it's not just some like, oh, I'm all organic, you know, so, no. Because sometimes you, there is, I mean, you get like you, organic you have to understand the science. organic you have to understand, toilet bowl flusher. I know, you know, but you have to understand the science behind food, you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of food right now is being GMO'd, especially vegetables. Mm. Um... And and what happens is when you GMO a seed, you're al- you're taking the seed, you're altering it in order for it to withstand pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, larvicides, and sexicides, while everything else around it dies. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when you grow a crop uh, that is inorganic uh and gmo you're flying planes and it's spraying pesticides herbicides fungicides larvicides, insecticides and then you're using and chemical fertilizers fuel. yes you are literally and 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 everyone around that is getting affected by that and mm-hmm. the and when it rains all that runoff water is going through the farms and it's going through the runoff water and that's going through the rivers and streams polluting everything in its way and it's dumping in the ocean if there's an ocean uh, close by and and that's what's killing the coral reefs right now. I don't know if you understand but 50% of our world's coral reefs are already dead. Mm. And then, and then also not to mention, you were
0: talking about butterflies and bees and 80% of the insect biomass has died off. Exactly. Life. There's no
1: life around that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just really sad. And, and, and if people
0: want to notice, you could look at your windshield when you drive a long road trip now and look at, see how many bugs you have splattered on the window versus when you were a kid. I remember when I was a kid, it was, you know, they were caked on. Yeah. Yeah. Wash the window off yeah. repeatedly now I could go on a road trip yeah. across the whole country without having yeah,
1: anything. well, not to mention also the topsoil it takes mm. geologically speaking, it takes ten thousand oh, yes. years to build an inch of topsoil, or you know it just takes a long time to build topsoil, yeah, you know, let's not be extremely scientific here but but that's all getting destroyed as well, and uh so that's why I don't take it lightly. I don't take these matters lightly at all. And uh, so 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 when you bring in food that feels from a good place, when you bring in food from a good place, wherever that might be. Mm. okay. And then and then and then raw food is beyond raw food. I like to call it live food you know or living foods you know what i'm saying because raw food could mean could mean a lot of things i mean there's a raw seed right mm-hmm. and a raw almond or a raw uh, sunflower seed or a raw pistachio or a raw... yeah, you see it in the whole food yes section, there's a and lot of raw food out there yeah it but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a living food
0: what's the difference omar
1: the difference is when you take a sunflower seed and you try to sprout it mm-hmm. in order to grow it into a plant that's when it becomes living when you put the essence of water in it, it soaks up the water and it, beca- it builds potential energy in order to grow into a plant. Hmm. It gets activated, right, in order for it to grow. Yes. And that activation process is energy. And that energy is what's transmuted into your body if you eat it when it's sprouted. Does that make sense? And scientifically speaking, it does increase the amount of nutrients by 600%. And I'm not just saying... 600%. 600%. I'm not just saying 50%. I'm not saying 100%. I'm saying 600%. Isn't
0: there also... uh an increase in enzyme availability. Well, yeah, And I mean, anti-nutrients break down once of course, it's sprouted as well, all right? Well, the fetic
1: acids are are, are released, mm-hmm. and which makes because the seed naturally has its defense mechanisms in order to protect its species. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so there's there's some toxicity around the seed itself because it's trying to protect itself so nothing eats it. Mm-hmm. But once you put water in it, it's gonna think, oh yeah, I can now grow into a plant and I can release all these toxic things that others are going to eat and Mm -hmm. to protect myself. And I'm going to grow into that plant and and give more of these seeds and more and more and more. It's amazing how nature is so abundant. You know? Yes. So basically, uh, that's a, a huge difference. That's when people are like, when I say living foods, that's when it becomes life food, which becomes energy food, which something becomes instead of being fuel it becomes energy for your body you know what i'm saying i do there's a huge yeah, I mean, huge huge difference i think you
0: know omar with me being a restaurant for a long time and coming many many years ago as well when i came to salt lake is that i've gone through phases i think as many years at a time even of eating living foods and yeah. eating even living foods and fermented foods. And during those times, I feel absolutely incredible, which some people may say, well, then why the hell would you ever stop eating raw foods if it feels incredible? And the challenge is is that it's not part of the normal culture. The minute I eat all live, you know, all living foods, I have one, essentially one option of place to eat in the state of Utah, you know, in, you know, Northern California might have two options. You know, if I'm in Southern California, I might have seven options versus if I had a standard American diet, I, I could I have more options than that in half a block. Absolutely. You know, so uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think that well, if raw I, food is so incredible, which I know it is? Well, OK, I, I think so I think
1: we need to understand our history as humans and uh, and how uh, permaculture works and how sustainability works when it comes to communities a long time ago. Uh, I'm talking about maybe a hundred years ago. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because ever since the industrial age happened, that's when food started becoming packaged and so that, because there's a lot of workers and they needed fast food, Mm -hmm. right? So they needed uh, processed foods uh, so that they can survive. Again, fuel was viewed at, I mean, consciousness was not there yet either. And food was was viewed as fuel. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's part so, of a machine. It's yeah. in the machine. So it's, like, metaphor. it's like it you became fuel yeah. and, and actually, this world, a this world machine. became more mechanical. Yeah. It became more machines were built, more people were, were, workar- were working, and then you had the social media happened, which with television started happening, right? So people were watching TV all day versus our ancestors, where they would actually till the land they would grow their food they like everyone did something right like i had a chicken farm and you had a milk dairy farm and you had a uh uh you know okra farm and and you had a potato farm so Mm -hmm. so they all had these farms and they all got together and they traded with each other or went to the markets and they sold their goods right Mm so so and 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 the thing is is that there was no refrigeration too back then so in, in all cultures they had fermented foods all cultures even yeah. in Lebanon in Africa and like all cultures have fermented food fermented foods is actually uh, because they didn't have refrigeration it also
0: refi- it also cleans water like in the Amazon there's certain like the Shuar people would use they would make this alcohol out of human spit yep chewing this root and then they would mix it with the river water so they'd be able to drink it yes. so it doesn't they don't so get it can, sick from,
1: yes and it'll kill yeah. yeah exactly so it's amazing so, so basically our gut got Formed with a lot of enzymes, okay, and and after they started processing food and packaging food, there was no enzymes anymore, and the human system started shutting down, Mm. and that's why you see a lot of people with a lot of illnesses today in today's time. It's It's interesting you
0: you talk about this. My biological father, who I've only spoken with a few times since I've been an adult, he's still alive, I think, um, but he's having extreme health conditions. He actually had a blood blister on his finger that he popped. And then it got infected and then the infection kept growing and it almost killed him. And uh, they he went into the hospital to do a test and he eats 100% processed food. and has, even when I was a child. So there's nothing to protect his system. And the doctor herself, who was like the specialist that was doing the test, saw his test results and called him immediately. Like, he's like, you need to go right now. Like, and he's like, I can't talk or drive. And they said, send your wife to go get yogurt. I don't care what the heck it is. Here's some brands give him the yogurt he was dying like he was mm-hmm. days away from mm-hmm. death he ate the yogurt and he came back to life yogurt the doctor finally like a doctor prescribed and it took it to go to a specialist that's studying his thing in a lab for oh, it to, absolutely. he's in the hospital and they can't figure it out from a from a cut on his finger well, the real issue is not this cut on his finger it's his whole immune system it's dead his immune system is dead because the immune system is all of these other organisms. Yep. We're not need. We don't need to free ourselves from organisms. We need to have a harmonious relationship exactly with the organisms in our body and the environment out here. Exactly. It's
1: it's basically the health of your gut, and it's uh and and it's not just you know and en- high enzyme foods. It's also like prebiotics. Mm-hmm. You know, you need
0: what? Do, you what need, is a prebiot? You see that it's on greens things all the time. It's
1: greens. Like dandelion has a lot of prebiotics, right? It's a lot of greens and fiber. And, and you know natural greens, of course. I'm not talking about powdered stuff. I'm talking about actual greens grew out of that the ground. You just, that yeah, yeah, and, was and that fresh, you're using yeah. your saliva to digest it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's where digestion starts, is in the mouth. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? So, so there's yeah prebiotics, there's probiotics, and 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 and. You know, eating a lot of raw food is excellent for your gut because then you're feeding your prebiotics, which it helps assimilate nutrients. And then you have the probiotics. Because you see, your intestinal tract is 12 times your length, and you have a lot of little things in your intestinal tract that actually... Util- they, they break down the food and, and get the nutrients out of it and send it into the bloodstream but when you only eat processed foods and cooked foods right, yeah. for the longest time uh, what happens is your gut starts dying and your intestinal tract starts getting very mucousy and uh, it's, it's kind of like a swamp Mm. You know what I'm saying? A river versus a swamp. Mm-hmm. When you got a river, it's healthy. When you have a swamp, it's stinky. And, and there's think,
0: mosquitoes and they're trying yes, to bite you and feed and on you. And think about yeah.
1: how many weird organisms are in a swamp mm-hmm. and what that happens in your gut when that's happening.
0: Doesn't seem like a fun time. In no. Yeah. And
1: so, so, so gut has to look like a river. Mm. And it starts from our mouth and it flows out through our anus. Use that language <laughs> but you it's know, okay i was born with one too i human. don't t- don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> it seems
0: to be where everything goes eventually it's like it all comes in here and it goes out there yeah. i think a lot of times for people it doesn't come out the other end really you yeah, know it exactly. stops coming out it sits exactly. there and then it festers like a swamp exactly and then eventually you know occasionally something comes in and it gets too polluted and then it all comes out all yeah. at one time yeah. you know some people are getting you know those it's dangerous. organs removed. It really is dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you know, and, and some people have. So what? What do you? Th- a couple of things. We can go a lot of different ways. You and I could talk for hours about raw food and health. I think I want to bring it into some of the. Some of the miracle stories that maybe you've seen over the oh, years, absolutely. people coming in this with is, disease and This and is the leaving. beautiful part. Because you're a doctor in a lot of ways. Well, this I is mean, the, you're a medicine man.
1: Well, this is the beautiful thing about having a restaurant like mine mm. is, is, is the, the conscious community that I attract, uh, whether it be naturopathic doctors, homeopathic doctors, or people that are not just educated, but they're conscious and they understand what's going on in the gut in their system and uh and you talked you know you, you, the question was about you know my food and why is it so great for you right mm-hmm. well well first of all of course everything is sprouted right uh, what does that mean uh, well, everything's sprouted basically like what's different from like another
0: restaurant that serves lentils or serves well not we sprout the lentils
1: before we cook them we sprout we sprout everything before we cook it or before we use it
0: and you're doing that to remove to make sure that it's alive so it has that essence right like dark crystal just exactly. out, has that energy it has, it has
1: energy th- it has bioavailability it, it has it has nutrients um,
0: and it, and it gets rid of the anti nutrients yes
1: and and the thing is is that not only that i actually uh harvest a lot of food from around the community gardens like mm-hmm. people that have gardens that bring me for example, marjoram. And mm-hmm. I take that and I dry it and then I put it in my spice mix. And you said you know marjoram,
0: not margarine, right?
1: well margarine i don't know i'm talking about i'm
0: i'm joking the mar you know margarine the fake butter oh oh. yeah yeah. i just (laughs) i just wondering if someone thought they heard that you're getting margarine from the garden i mean i remember as a kid you you know they've done studies with children and they could identify like 20 logos for every one plant or something or it's even greater than that yeah well
1: time you know time or uh whether it be rosemary or, you know what I mean? I I just love uh, taking what we have and drying it. And that's what sustainability looks like for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the summertime, we have a lot of fruit. We have a lot of abundance in, in nature around us. And I like to harvest all of them and I like to dry it and I like to use it in the wintertime. And that's what people did, whether it's the pioneers, whether it's in Lebanon getting ready before the winter happens, whether it's the Native Americans. There's always a culture behind Get taking advantage of all the abundance that happens in the summertime and then and then saving it for the winter time for mm. when there's not a lot of food mm-hmm. does that make sense? that makes sense so that's also what sustainability means to for a restaurant like myself.
0: so what about these miracle uh situations? Um, so, Do you remember anybody so, in particular that came well, maybe with some illness and
1: oh absolutely i i can i mean I've seen numerous people heal from so many different diseases, you know, like um, whether it's fatigue syndrome or whether it's, um, uh, cancer, I've seen a lot of people heal from cancer just by eating an alkaline diet mm. and, 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 you know, uh, and, and being careful where their water is coming from. Um, I mean, there's so many diabetes things. is a gigantic diabetes. one. It's like, Oh yeah. yeah I've, I've it's seen like the huge, easiest. huge Gabriel, Cous-
0: Gabriel cousins wrote a book uh, called there is a cure for diabetes. He's a medical doctor and he yeah. has a, a place in Patagonia, Arizona. I love he's him. been on a raw food, raw vegan diet for, gosh, I don't know, 40, oh, yeah. 50 years. Conscious he, eating is one of his good books. It is. Too. And he's been in your restaurant, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, well he it, hasn't
1: been in my restaurant, but I met him in a raw spirit festival in Sedona, in Arizona. Yeah. And I remember he would come and eat every single day at my restaurant, uh, my booth. And he would tell me, this is the best raw food I've ever had.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> or you'd say, and then you correct him and say, "Living food, because everything is sprouted." <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that's, yeah. I'm just, I'm getting... that's. You
1: know, like my restaurant is called Rawtopia, but then it's living cuisine and beyond. Yes. And and raw doesn't necessarily just mean like raw food. Of course, raw means like everything is made from scratch. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, and and. It, literally everything is made from scratch. And, everything, and, like your yeah.
0: sauces, are made from scratch. Everything. Your hot sauce. Tell me, tell us about. I lo- I I eat your hot sauce on almost everything. Oh, these days. so the hot
1: sauce is basically uh, what all the goes into peppers. That process? All, well, all the peppers that we harvest, and vinegar, and honey. A little uh-huh. bit of honey, uh, local honey, and uh, and we ferment it. For how long? For probably seven. Well, six months, I would say. Oh, so that's it. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's real easy. You just you plan. Well, just, like six and months to, of fermenting. I just I want to go. I want to. I want people to understand because I think part of really being able to appreciate something, like to be able to appreciate really good music, you have to have a, a sensitivity to the of music. Of course, to, of course. To be able to appreciate uh, an amazing lover, you have to have an appreciation for of what course. that what that means. Of Appreciate course. good dance. Yes. To appreciate uh, to appreciate good food, you would want to know what goes into unbelievably soulful food. Well, like, not
1: only that, uh, you know, uh, Zach. Not only that, i I'm, I'm from. I grew up in Africa, right? I grew up in Nigeria and I and in Lebanon, and I, I'm, I'm an ethnic man, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, we use a lot of spices, a lot of spices. We're kind of like Indians, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we have, we have a lot of spices in our cuisine, and, and in African cuisine they have a lot of spices. And I love bringing these herbs and spices into my cuisine. I love making food not just healthy, Mm-hmm. right but extremely i love flavor mm-hmm. and I, I and i feel like all these spices are very medicinal as well and they come from back in the old vedic time you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and and so so not only i feel like ratopia's food just healthy for you it's extremely flavorful mm. and delicious and it's and you taste it it's kind of like a celebration in your mouth it's you, fantastic you
0: know like i once you have your food, like the only food that I could really compare it is like home, like home cooked food from me that I've or been, from your grandma, yeah, from from that like, I've been, yeah, that I've been preparing for totally. so many years, and I and I've developed that refined taste. I, I guess totally. uh, some of the some of the questions that I have, and I've heard from people, and again, you don't serve only raw food; you have like probably equal non raw food as you do to raw food, yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm and I'm wondering uh, when somebody because. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to be motivated to probably learn more about raw food and what living food means and what that does for one's body and what that does for one's spirit. And I think we covered clarity. it all, but yeah. But some people, <laughs> some people go research might, it. might be nervous or hear that, you know, I ate some raw food and then I had diarrhea or I ate raw food. I remember uh, I've taken friends to raw vegan restaurant Cafe Gratitude in the yeah, Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. And they'd never eaten raw food before. And then they get this thing that's called a f- raw food pizza or whatever. And next thing you know, they're sweating and they're going to the bathroom 10 times while they're, they're in there. And I ate the same dish they did. And they're like, how are you fine? Oh, my gosh, I'm sick. The food got me, you know. And I know.
1: It's like, I know. I, I've i had a few people tell me that my food is very cleansing. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's what they experienced the first time. I've Actually, I remember one guy. He had my tabbouleh salad, and, and he called me headed to the hospital. and he oh my said gosh. He said, I'm flushing my, my whole body. It's like I took niacin. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to die right now, but Omar, what do you think? And I looked at him. I said, please don't go to the hospital yeah just just drink a ton of water and just be still it'll go away it's just your body has never had that much nutrients in your (laughs) lifetime and and of course ever since then he's been to my restaurant like every single week once a week he would visit me and just eat and eat and eat and he told me i can't believe it the first time i ate there at your place i thought i was having food poisoning and now i realized i was just having a huge massive cleanse in my body (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and now now My body craves this, and I love it so much, and I can feel a difference. I have a good friend from childhood.
0: Uh, He was always struggling with obesity. I mean, he was at one point like 265 pounds at five foot five with a thin bone structure. He grew up Salvadorian and Puerto Rican, so a lot of like real greasy foods. He ate a lot of fast food before. But even when he stopped doing that, he thought he was eating healthy, but he gets stuck around 220, 230, and just felt like crap. He said it felt just uncomfortable to be in his body. And he only knew what that felt like because he became anorexic for a time and got down to like 108 pounds or something. Wow. And he said he felt good in his body, but he kept blacking out. And he just, he didn't know how to control it. And I remember this was back in 2005 and I invited him to Cafe Gratitude. And I shared with him everything I had learned from a Tony Robbins seminar where he had a day that was dedicated to health and nutrition. Of I don't course. know if he does that anymore, but... I'm sure we brought, we brought him in here to this restaurant. And at the time he had gained all the weight back and he had had, uh, like li- like liposuction and his skin fixed, but then he went and blew up in weight again. And it just stretched it all back out and it got even thinner. I mean, he's had a really rough time with this. And I remember we went to cafe gratitude and I was like showing him all the stuff I'd learned. I was 25 or 24 at the time. And, uh, he was eating food there and he went to the bathroom. I'm not kidding. Maybe 20 times in the six hours we were sitting in the restaurant. We couldn't even leave. We were there for so long because he kept having diarrhea over and over again. And then that went on for, I think, another day. And then it started to even out. And then he was eating more than he'd ever eaten in his life. And it's almost like his body was like, more nutrients, more nutrients, more nutrients, more nutrients. He's kept eating and eating. And here he is eating more than he's ever eaten, and his weight is just falling off. And it just didn't make any sense to him at all. Uh, but uh, he's kept the weight off all of these years and I think now he's like one of the most fit people I know which is not he quote unquote someone would say he had genetics and he's supposed to be like that but in his case that wasn't the case well
1: food food is a huge addiction as well Mm -hmm. like uh, especially in today's industry in the science industry they're very advanced and a lot of food science is going on in food which means they are uh, putting substances in the food uh, in order for it to correlate with the neurological system mm. and, uh, and the taste buds. And that's why a lot of people are addicted to processed foods or a lot of people are addicted to other foods like wheat, for example, and bread. That's a huge. People just absolutely can't do without it because it's very addictive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and uh, unfortunately, in today's world, we live in a world filled with processed foods. You know what I mean? And, and and it's not just that it's processed, it's scientifically processed to help, to make you want it more. So it's legalized drugs in food. And of course the FDA is making a ton of money on that.
0: I mean, it makes total sense to me. I've witnessed it myself. I was a super sickly kid. I was sick all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I started to eat very healthy, a lot of living foods. And I almost never get sick. I think the first three years, Madeline and I were together, I didn't get sick a single time and she's you know how in the heck are you not getting sick you know and i wasn't even eating the best as i could and i wasn't being out in the sun as often as i wanted to be and i wasn't eating uh, drinking pure spring water as though i'd like to be you know but i was doing as much as i could you know and it varies and it brings it back to that question of if raw food's so great why don't i do it all the time And it's that availability issue um yeah i'm trying to i guess i think what i'm imagining some listeners are thinking is that if this is so healthy and so simple, why are these diet plans that are being suggested so complicated, you know, where uh, you're supposed to only eat for two hours or four hours, and you're supposed to only eat meat, or you're supposed to not eat any carbs or not eat any fruit or like there's so
1: many diets out there i tell you what in owning a restaurant like mine i've experienced all the different diets and all the people that are on these diets and just so you know a lot of people that are claiming to to write a book about these dietary forms are not educated i one think bit. it's an economic issue they're <laughs> like how do i make money
0: i it's need to make money my thing. body looks absolutely, pretty good absolutely
1: i just say eat clean I just say eat clean, eat food that is organic, because just remember one thing, that you are the planet. And if you're supporting things that are unhealthy in the planet, that's gonna be in your body as well. Mm. I don't feel like we are separate from this earth. I don't feel we're separate from each other. The wars that are happening in this world is not because they're having a bad day or they're mean or they're evil. It's because within myself, there is a war Mm. going on. And until I unravel that war within myself, then I can look out and be like, Oh yeah, that's not right. No, the everything happens from within our beings. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so that's why I'm always about fixing and, and like perfecting you, your body you know what i'm saying i've read a book and
0: recently called the world peace diet and he talks about basically everything yeah. begins on the plate you know like yeah. because what you eat is what you're cons- that's the direct that's making your energy field that's yes. making
1: your cells every seven years your cells are totally rejuvenated renewed you know what i'm saying so i absolutely agree with that yeah and and peace starts within in the world that we see and uh an expression and everything to be yourself. To be your full self, you need to experience your full spirit, and to be and to experience your full spirit, you need to experience what it looks like for your body to get nourished from the earth, get the energy and the mana from the earth, because you are that twenty-five or seventy-five percent of your body is water, seventy-five mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. of the earth is water, and we've heard that many many times. And living foods
0: is almost hundred percent like there's very high water content. Absolutely, in living foods. absolutely, yeah. and
1: prayer. How important prayer is. Like when you. When you hold something and you you say you're grateful for it, thank you so much. Talk to the food. The food, the water molecules in the food will form to your prayer. It's amazing. I'm reading, you know, as J- um, uh, a man thinketh. Oh uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. James yeah. Allen. Yeah. What a powerful book. It's such a small book, but yet it's such a genius, the way he's thinking about everything and what he's saying in the book, how important it is for us to be extremely conscious about our thoughts and how that makes up our character. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I, I really, really, like, like, just, like, when you're totally conscious, right, you start paying attention to every single detail. And, and, and that's, if we were all in that boat, if we were all doing that, I think we'd live in a beautiful place.
0: I agree. I think that we need to uh, look at the fact that we really want to live in a beautiful place. And part of that is to realize that some of what's happening, a lot of what's happening around us isn't in alignment with what we consider beauty. I don't think beauty is subjective beauty. When you look at something beautiful, and you're sensitive enough you could tell that it's beautiful Uh, there's beauty has a wholeness it has a it has a resonance and you know people generally humankind has a draw to things that are beautiful i think of you know all of this beautiful architecture that you know you some you could see in japan or that you could see in you know ancient ancient greece and uh probably many other places i'm thinking you know Bur- uh, not Burma, but maybe Burma too. I haven't been there, but I see some of these photos. I've never been to Bali, Indonesia, but I, I, I've seen photos and videos. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is such beautiful architecture. And then I drive down State Street here in Salt Lake City and I look around and I'm, I'm thinking, how in the hell has all of these thousands of years of architecture and this is what we're building? <laughs> you know, and I think some of the you know, I don't want to, you know, spiritually bypass and say like, you know, we just got to focus on what's beautiful. You know, I think some of it is to recognize what isn't beautiful. Like, like this is not what I want more of. And like, if our bodies feel like shit, instead of like, I'm a loser, or this is how I am or whatever, you don't need to accept it. You don't need to call yourself a loser. Just continuously move towards what really makes you feel good. And I, I think one of the most important things that I learned is not to be afraid that I am lacking something. Like we're always told, like you know, you're not going to get enough this if you eat that, and if you eat this, or if you eat that. I mean, I've met people that eat nothing but fruit and they're fine,
1: and I've mm-hmm, met people mm-hmm. that eat nothing but raw food Absolutely. and they're fine. I mean, people that eat are this whole meal protein thing, right? Everyone wants protein. Protein. So is there much protein. protein. Is, there protein? Is, there is protein? There how much protein is in this it's like thing? Everything yeah. is about protein.
0: You know, I think, uh, you know, I, or collagen is the thing now. And actually collagen doesn't help rebuild collagen. Amino acids help rebuild collagen, not collagen. Collagen actually has very little amino acids. It's like, it'd be like eating a heart to improve your heart. You know, yeah, it just, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but again, I think a lot of this comes down to economic issues. It's like, what is the new fad that like, it's a bunch of people trying to meet their economic needs and they figure out what how can I sell this thing that I have? Mm-hmm. And then they write a story around it. And people, you know, we as a man thinketh like if I think I need this and then I don't get it, you know, all of a sudden I feel like I need it, you know, and uh, I think a lot of us have been hypnotized. We've been indoctrinated since before we were born. It's been moved into our family and then our family indoctrinates us and then we become our own indoctrination so I think it it's about bringing coming together as community really finding beauty seems to be the best thing I found uh to lead me towards my own truth which I believe how do I put it if I if I go towards the beauty I usually end up okay and if I look at what beautiful food there is if I go into a restaurant or go into any type of establishment how do I feel in there how does it look in there you know, is it like cookie cutter? Every single one's the same for the highest, greatest efficiency. And they've got a line of people, you know, chopping the one thing, going to the next, a big Cisco truck out front, dropping everything off. You know, is that what I, do I want more of that? Do I want to be part of that? And, uh, and I know some people are probably maybe listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I can't afford that. You know, I can't afford to do that. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I, and I feel for that because sometimes that appears to be the case. And I would say just move to as much of it as you can. It's not an all or nothing. A lot of people think they have to eat all raw food or then not at all. Or yeah. like if it's either I eat all raw or I eat nothing but meat or I do intermittent fasting or I eat all donuts. Like it's yeah. just that there's some some part of that condition. I feel it in myself, too. You know, I feel like that draw to extremism. and I, And I think I went to all the different levels of extreme over the years. So I don't know if you well, want to touch on that at all. Well,
1: I just think that if, if you know, it's not about not affording something. It's about your priorities. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can afford anything you want. It's just your, what, what you're choosing to afford <laughs> and what you're choosing to not afford. Or maybe
0: there's a creative way to
1: you be know able what I mean? to afford be, well, certain Well the, the thing is, is that I'm under the belief is that if you uh, want something, the universe is going to give it to you. So if you want to eat healthy, the universe is going to give you funds to make it happen. That's how I see it. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, and uh, your commitment, your your work, your ethic, everything about what you are and what you're doing, the universe gives you tenfold back. Does that make sense? So I believe in the abundance theory and I believe in being extremely conscious and clear with what you want, because then what you want. I like the idea. I don't gonna know get. if
0: it applies to everyone. I grew up in the projects uh, outside of Oakland and that we didn't. But again, I didn't I I didn't even know that these ways of existing existed. So yeah. I, I I didn't know whether if I really wanted I can't project myself backwards, be there, know that this exists and found it. This might have been the the rope or the line that I was looking for, something to go after, and then maybe it would have opened up. Um but I I don't wanna I guess I worry that I'm going to say to somebody, you know, you should be eating really healthy, organic food. And then they feel like they can't afford healthy, organic food. So I I think I had this very humbling experience uh, where I volunteered at a a food bank. uh, I don't know. It was five, six years ago. And at the time, it was when a business of mine had collapsed due to a contract getting terminated. And I went from, you know, 120 employees to just me in a one room of of apartment and eventually not even there. And I lived in a tent in Shasta. Cause so I'm just like, I have no idea what I want to do, but I definitely don't want to do what I'd been doing. And I remember I volunteered at a food bank. Cause I'm like, shit, what if I run out of money? Like what are these food banks like? And it was like a lot of pride and, you know, ego in that. Like I'm going to, I can't go get food at the food bank, but I'll volunteer there, you know, cause my money was starting to run out and I still didn't know what to do. The next thing was going to be to sell my car. I had a decent car. So, uh, I remember going to the food bank and when I went to the food bank, what I found was so fascinating is there was a ton of organic food and there was hardly anybody there getting food from the food bank. They just had tons of extra food. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I mean, technically speaking, somebody could just go to the food bank and get probably organic vegan food to make it home. Uh, if they couldn't, you know, I think a lot of the issues too, with, with the food is that people don't know how to prepare the food and they don't even know that they don't know how to prepare it. You know, um, that's something that i've learned is that people get in a habit they make the same things all the time we watch the same programs we sit in the same way we walk in the same way we watch the same we listen the same type of music Uh, and people also prepare the same type of food they might eat spaghetti and then cheese sandwiches and cheeseburgers or whatever and these other ideas for food they've never even heard of they've never you know a lot of people i meet they've never tried thai food they've never tried indian food they don't even know lebanon's a place <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and that they have their own food. I I, I remember uh, when someone told me they wanted to go eat Ethiopian food. I I just I was like, I thought people are starving in Ethiopia. They have food there. That was my initial response. And they're like, Yeah, of course, Ethiopian food's incredible. And I'm like, In my mind, I, I didn't even grasp that concept. And that of course, that was me in my, you know, late teen or early twenties years. But I had no clue that that existed. So I would suggest wherever you're at when you're listening to this. If you're listening to a podcast, you have an Apple product. So Maybe you're doing better than some, and uh, this will also be on YouTube and Spotify and all of those. So uh, there's actually more people now that have access to the internet uh, than have access to electricity, if you could believe it. We live in a really wild, crazy time. That's awesome. Yeah, but the good news is for uh, uh, live food, you don't even need electricity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you kind of need it. I mean, it depends what you make. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 you know, again, like everything you're saying, um, my m- really my only thing is 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 I, I don't really want anyone to change their diets mm. or to eat healthier. I, I, it's not my, it's not my place. Yes. Uh, if someone is drawn to something, then go for it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. my motto: be yourself what you're drawn to, what you're attracted to, go for it. Your happiness is very important to me. And uh, for me to tell you to be something that you're not or that I think I know the answer, Mm -hmm. I don't. I know the answer for myself, and I pray that you find that answer within yourself. Does that mm. make sense it totally makes sense so i'm not really into trying to convert anyone into anything mm-hmm. and i think that's a religious paradigm that we've lived in for so long mm. is because we come from religious backgrounds and we we quit our religion we have to find something to be religious about mm. and proselytize and yes and so i'm more of a kind of guy that hey if 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 that's what you want then go for it and I'm choosing something that I want. It's
0: also way too much responsibility to be trying, going around trying to convince people to be the way that we are. And I think a lot of the reasons, and I think I've done that in the past, try to convince people to be like me. Cause I, I, I worry that I'm going to end up alone or that I'm secretly wrong, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and somehow if I could convince someone else, it makes me feel right in some way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I see a lot of that happening out there. Yeah. And I think what, what's most important if I wanted to maybe close with this is to, uh, Move in the direction that you feel called or drawn to. That exactly. maybe gets inspired or invoked from. From the, this. The, talk. the whole
1: the whole point of our conversation or our podcast is to inspire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we feel inspired by what we do. And and if people that are listening to this are getting inspired or feeling inspired, mm-hmm. then great. And if people are not feeling inspired and going, this is just not my thing, then, then they wouldn't not even, even listen this yeah, far unless yeah. they're masochistic or, or they'd be <laughs> like, you know, they like to listen to anything, and yeah. they, you know what I mean. But yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's just part of you know feeling free in this life within yourself, and you know what I mean, and and creating that peace within yourself again, and and that's what it's all about, is you know. Allowing each other to be who we are.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, yeah. Omar. So if you want to come check out Omar's Rawtopia, he's open mon- uh, sorry, Tuesday through Sunday on some Sundays, he does an ecstatic dance bowl, but not every Sunday, but no, we're we can, at-
1: we've been discussing it. We want to do it every single Sunday. Great. I think that sounds great. Uh, it's just uh, an ecstatic bowl for eight bucks. Yep. <laughs> After ecstatic dance, you can all come and have that. And, uh, and yeah we've been discussing this for a while now and i think i've done it a few times and i think it's just easy for us to do that every sunday yeah we've packed the house with a lot of ecstatic dance people. yeah it's a it's a lot of fun especially between the hours of uh i think it's ecstatic dance is done at three three. Mm -hmm. yeah so from three to five it's like a perfect place to come and and get nourished after a lot of dancing and movement and sweating and it's there's nothing better. Than and it's a similar vibe. Yes, exactly. it's a similar
0: vibe. It doesn't feel like you're leaving a really no. sacred, awesome temple dance experience with all of your friends. And then like going into a place where no Rotopia you know, people is a temple. don't want to be there. People all are happy to absolutely. be there. You probably run into Chris or somebody that we know that's working there that absolutely. Comes to dance, so. Yeah.
1: Well we we just love it. I mean my restaurant is beyond a restaurant. I mean I feel like I'm a shaman working like a wizard in the back making food and 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 the way I put it together is to to make it that when you eat it you you'll get excited and 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 nourished and uh, and you'll feel the the sense of vigor and and health that life has to offer.
0: I feel like any food worth eating is worth taking a picture of. Thank you, Omar.
1: (laughs) You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And please follow us to hear future episodes where we discuss topics such as alternative states of consciousness achieved through dance, intention, and shamanic practices, sacred economics, dream work, trauma healing, Building community, permaculture, healthy and compassionate living and eating practices, somatic and alternative healing modalities, politics, psychology, mythology, and more. Our work is focused on the liberation of spirit, a return to the sacred, which is a constant collective inquiry. We aim both in person and on this podcast to plant and water the seeds of liberation from economic inequality, trauma, systemic conditioning addiction loss of soul loss of meaning hopelessness helplessness isolation shame nightmares guilt and a return to glimpses of your birthright of dignity joy community collaboration equality and constantly beautifying new world where you are not alone And always, if you're ever in the Salt Lake City area, come join us for yoga, dance, or in the garden. A community of beautiful souls are here to welcome you. We gather in community Wednesday, 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. and Sunday, 11 to 3 p.m. and we have a vegan brunch or vegan dinner after every event. Our gatherings are all ages and are of no religious affiliation. We look forward to seeing you.